millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Back at it again. It's okay. Wednesday. It is Mocha 2.0 day on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And for all of our members and Patreon backers, it is me. It is me, your true hill phenom SP3. Back in the saddle once again with Set E. How you doing today, Sad? We got an interesting episode of NXT to get into, but how you feeling on this Wednesday? You know, I, I, I'm feeling good because my partner's doing most of the like the night feeds, obviously because she got the boobs. But yeah, Sae the E stands for excellence of execution. <laughs> Nyangi, Mama Nyangi's baby See, I, did, boy. I didn't set you up for the E because I thought you were gonna save it for the main show, but it, you you're giving a little extra for the for the. You got to come up with something else now for the no. main show. Listen, yes. it's so good. I've do it. Listen, okay, I'll give you the excellence of execution, the excellence of elocution, or the excellence of electrocution. And now you gotta tell me if to come up with more on the main channel. Don't do that yep. to me. You're giving you're giving it away too much for the members, but the members appreciate that. That's why they are members. That's why they are Patreon backers. But yeah, like I said, it's an interesting episode of NXT. We're gonna get into an interesting week. In professional wrestling, you know, you got the everything going on with Jeff Hardy, big changes to AEW Dynamite that's going to go live later today, the Road Rager episode. I'm very interested to see Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay. Very interested to see. I'm going to I'm going to be collecting sets, tears from all the way here in Suffolk when uh, the Young Bucks become the new AEW. Wait, World I ain't going to cry. Champion. I want them to win. You, you know what? Yeah. No, do. you don't. No, you I do. Don't. I do. I do. You know what? Yeah. The people just understand. My favorite wrestler is The Rock. So if you ask me who's got the worst sharpshooter, it's The Rock. So sloppy. I'm one of those people where I don't mind. I can critique my faves. I'm like other people who's like, they, the sun shines out of their backside. They can't do anything wrong. Listen, hey, I like my my favorite tag team and the greatest tag team of this generation. They're good Christian boys, so I'm pretty sure the sunshine does come up their asshole or come out their asshole. You, you come know up, what? Yeah. Out, 
I rooted like I've been rooting for them since from the beginning. I, I like them since. Listen, I'm not like you. I'm not a nerd like you. For me, Generation Me was my exposure to the young bucks. Oh God. So, yeah, I, exactly. I, gotta, I gotta do you like I did punching commenters on my points. You gotta pull out the the Chadwick boss. We, like we don't do that here. We don't do that. Here. I'm telling you, this is where I go with them. I don't for people's bullet club. That's how far I go. This is my. That's how far I go with them. Like that's how I knew them. They feud with mostly machine guns. That's how it introduced me to them. I've been a fan since day one. But there's certain things I love. People like I love what they can do. I think they can be like it can, constraint. They'll be great. Because they give you too much freedom, you, I, I guess if I was them, I'd do the same thing. Look what I can do, mom. Everything. Exactly. You, you, you said. You said I was the one that pulled the restraints away when you thought you had to be professional with Alex McCarthy. Then you're like, oh, now this guy, he looks like me, and he's doing all the shenanigans and saying all the stuff. I can see it too. You know what? You, you, listen. You know what? Sir EA's best is with SP3. I ain't gonna lie. You're very giving <laughs> my material. We've been doing it for a while as well, you know, consistently. I'm at my best with you. You've got 10,000 partners, so it's hard for you to pick. You're like, analytical is this guy. Uh, where is this guy? You got like no, for, for, for pure comedy and enjoyment, no one makes me laugh as much as you. I will say that. Out of all my tag team partners <laughs> that I do this thing. So, but let's get into this episode of NXT 2.0. Let's get to it. So it started off the first sighting of Cameron Grimes on the show. It was backstage. So he's walking around looking all mopey looking all upset because he lost at In Your House. He wasn't on last week's episode. He took a week off, but he's upset. His head is hanging low. Some randoms in the locker room tell him- Jabronis! Yes. I'm Jabronis for you. Don't go back. Don't be political now. I, I tried political correctness and you came in a pair of Jabronis. You, you better keep the same energy because I followed your energy. I, match, I matched it. Don't make me look like an ace hole. Ace hole, I like that one. Um, but yes, Jabronis, a couple of Jabroni, random Jabronis come up to him and tell him that he had a great match at In Your House, but Cameron just blows them off and says he's not looking for sympathy. Then the NXT champion, Braun Breaker, he comes up and he says he approaches him and he says he knows all about losing a championship, but he will get back to his gold. He's, he said his goal. He's not talking about the title that he owes. He said, you'll get back to that North American title, basically. And Grimes tells him, like I said, I'm not looking for sympathy. At that point, Doug, no Duke, simpy. He wants no simpy. He knows his uncle knows my simpies. He wants no simpies. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> simpies. Yes. All about the simpies. Um, Duke Hudson then confronts Braun Breaker. He's still talking about his DQ win over him, uh, thanks to Joe Gacy a couple of weeks back. And he says that, uh, you know, he has he owns a win over the NXT champion. So Braun Breaker suggests he challenges him to an NXT title match for later on in the night. And this pretty much went as, as I probably expected it to, or about everyone expected it to. So, uh, <laughs> I know you've been, you're the only one that's been high on Duke Hudson. And he's his, a beta his, he's <laughs> his creator, his creative wrestler moveset. But, uh, Duke Hudson jumps a broad breaker at the beginning of this matchup. Sid, I'm um, not, Sid, no, Sid, admit it. 
technically, because there's no vacancies, Duke Hudson is like the biggest heel. He's a top heel. No, he's not. Will you stop? Will you stop? Will he's you a, stop? He's the biggest heel. Duke Hudson, he gets all the title shots. He gets all the victories. He gets all the backstage segments. The only win he has is by disqualification in like the he, last six months. He fails, falling upwards. There's no one that does it like Duke Hudson. Come on, SP, you gotta admit it. More needs to do what Duke does. I, I never, I never seen anyone fall up a ladder and not down a ladder. He falls up a ladder. Um, Duke jumps Broadbreaker before the bell, but when the bell rings, Breaker just completely destroys him. He hits a German suplex. He hits his, you know, his shoulder blocks like he's John Cena in 2007. He then Braun hits a massive spear where Duke Hudson's the back of his head almost hit the term or hit the bottom rope. I was scared for a moment. I thought that could end. Really Really, really bad. That that and, wasn't the spirit. That was a Rhino Gore because Rhino <laughs> does the Gore right. He just he does because remember you played in SmackDown games. You're like, what's the difference between the spear and the Gore? Now nah, Rhino is just like, I'm not gonna hug your body. I'm just gonna eh, attack. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, and and then he hits his Gorilla Press bo- Power Slam Braun for the win. This pretty much went a minute about a minute in probably like two seconds at best an effective squash that really showed the impressive power and intensity of braun breaker but before he can finish celebrating cameron grimes music hits and he comes out and interrupts the celebration he says to the nxt champion he wanted to finish their conversation from earlier Grimes says, since Braun took NXT by storm, they haven't had a chance to talk. Cameron says, if Braun didn't have that last name, he wouldn't have that championship. I put in my notes here, what last name? Breaker? Breaker. <laughs> no, like, you know what? Yeah, you, you're trying to do a sack kayfabe. You know what? For for this week only, yeah, because we're going to talk about a lot of things behind the scenes. There is a no kayfabe zone here. He's talking no about- kayfabian. No K he's Fabian. Talking about, he's talking about no K Fabian here. No K Fabian Eichner <laughs> here. There's no K Fabian Eichner either. There's a kid still missing in NXT 2.0. There, there is, there is, and we'll, we'll. I got that. I got. I gotta load that up in the background. Thanks for reminding me. Um, <laughs> Grimes then says to Braun Breaker uh, that everyone knows who his dad is, and no one knows who who Grimes' dad is. Uh, he's. I know they. They both have daddy issues. That seems to be their 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 how they long term. Look, long term booking. Michael Hickenbottom yeah. once again. Book of the year, guys. Mwah. Oh, always. Oh, you will always hear that from Sad on this show. Uh, he says, uh, Grimes says that Braun's dad got to look at Breaker winning a championship from the crowd. He said he was sitting right there while his t- dad had to look down to see his son win. I felt that one. That, that one I felt. That one I felt. He, he brought the intensity here. Uh, Grimes then challenges Breaker for the NXT Championship at the Great American Bash special. This was probably the most passion that we've seen from Cameron Grimes uh, throughout this whole thing, this whole, you know, new character that he's had trying to get sympathy for, you know, his his 
uh, late father that wanted to see him win a championship and his road to stand and deliver where he won the North American championship. Then he won the North American title and he tried right. to ease back into kind of the Cameron Grimes character that we knew and loved, but the fans weren't feeling it. And it seems like this promo, although he still came off like a passionate baby face, he leaned more into the heel act, but we saw further him leaning into this heel act later on in the show. Um, so early in the show, we're going to get to the the opening matchup, which were the, was for the NXT Tag Team titles with Malik Blade and Idris Anofe. They lost to the Creed Brothers. But later on in the night, they're talking to each other backstage, and Idris suggests to Malik, who's feeling down about the loss, let's go to the club and let's let's cheer up. Let's cheer up. Let's be happy. It's okay that we lost, but we could get cheered up at the club. But then Cameron Grimes comes through, and he approaches uh, Nofe and, and Blade to give them a pep talk of sorts about their loss earlier after they say they are going to the club. Grimes doesn't want them to waste their talent because Cameron Grimes doesn't waste his. And it was it was very much some like tough love, but it came off like a heel. And I thought this was a very intriguing moment because, you know, you can say, like I said, with the first promo between him and Braun Breaker, you could just say he's a passionate baby face but he was leaning a little bit heel this one he leaned further into that heel kind of talking down to Nofe and Blade so what do you think about all these different segments that kind of tease this new character a new evolution of Cameron Grimes I was like Exion Quinn pick up a pen and a pad that's how you do it tough love because it's called tough love Exion just tough he showed love to two guys. So you're you're too talented to be a bunch of goofy guys. You lost. They lost. You know what? It's true. If I never watched the show, I'll be like, did they have a toxic attraction segment from the way they're acting and it got you know turned down and going to the club? They lost a tag title match, but you wouldn't even tell. So for me, it's like it reminds me of Bret Hart in nine eighty seven. Owen, Davey, what are you guys doing? It's kind of like, wake up, <laughs> snap out of it, reach your true potential. I like that part of it. The segment in the ring, it was compelling because for weeks, I've been complaining, all right? I've been saying he went from being a wide, bushy-eyed, cave your chest in in like a minute or two. Those days were great. <laughs> he never used to break a sweat. Two minutes, boom, squash match. Then he became, I called it a Heath Slater variant, like a Southern bumpkin. So entertaining to the point where you have to become babyface. Then Vince wanted a character change. He went in to strip away the things that got him over. As a babyface, it didn't work. But as a soon-to-be heel, moi voila, he came across like those old-school 80s Southern heel. Down with the suit, kind of gave me Tully vibes, even though it wasn't too much of a douchebag like Tully Blanchard was in, in the 80s. But it's something, it made me realize why, you know, Adam Cole going, what we lost in NXT. You just don't have that guy in, in a spot. You don't have that guy that, that speaks hot truth as a heel, that desperate, clinging, wants the title. That promo, alongside with Apollo Crews and his diary and stuff like that, I don't know what that was about. Like, <laughs> we'll get there in a moment, don't, I know. We will get there, yes, <laughs> we will get there. I don't know what that follow-up was, but we will get to it. 
but this was what was needed in the scene and i keep on complaining i'll complain cameron graham shouldn't be there but then after that promo like maybe they do need cameron grahams a little bit longer because that for me i was like let, let's not do great american bash let's continue let's run it more Bron breaker needs this Bron breaker fries on reality no offense to joe gacy you know great promos from sp3 that's always the highlight of the show how long can my friend talk for on the show during the promo right but this is what Braun needed this is like a shot in the arm and then it's so sad that the only person challenged him so far is Cameron Grimes I like this presentation I like the suit I like the impassioned promo that's what's been missing it reminds me of Ric Flair in the 80s when you just snap on 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 the microphone I can't say enough good things about it because Cameron Grimes he showed layers throughout his time in NXT He, he can do the comedy he can be a killer guy you know squashing people in a few minutes but he can also be an impassioned and also albeit a little bit of an asshole this is this is true. I, I think that this is the, the right direction to go because they stripped everything away where they had a money babyface character. Honestly, this guy would could have been like the next like Riddle that Riddle has been so successful on the main roster because he could play the comedy, but he's still one of the better wrestlers in the ring on the main roster. And Cameron Grimes has been one of the best wrestlers and consistently good on NXT in the ring. Uh, his promo work has been so so because of the reaction he's been getting but i thought that this was his most effective promo like you said it was very compelling especially you know the back and forth with well basically him just talking down to braun breaker in the ring and then later on to idris anofe and malik blade and i like it for anofe and blade because they're two guys that we've seen their potential they have they show so much athleticism so much good work in the ring but can also play that kind of goofy character as well so it felt appropriate that it was Cameron Grimes of all people kind of talking to them and telling them like you guys you guys got talent don't waste it and stop playing this goofball character because he stopped playing his bingo and that's another thing there's layers to that I think Cameron Graham remembers I used to be the goofball look where it got me how many years did I go without getting a title until I got serious so Idris Anofe and Malik Blade they're getting in the beginning when they were individual guys i was like oh you know i'm happy for two brothers on the spot but it's like there's still something missing then it became a tag team and you're like something to do then the backseat segment you're like okay it's getting better but they they're missing a team name they're missing that objective it's just two two athletic guys you know what i'm saying so with 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 Cameron Grimes approaching them, I'm like, you know what? They need that sense of purpose. Because it, it can go two ways. We're getting excited. It, can, it, it could just be they cost him the match. <laughs> you know? It could be that. It could be just he's like the next challenger for Braun Breaker and then they move on. But I kind of want them to, you know, I think Braun Breaker is going to win at a Great American Bash. But I think I want that to be like the straw that brought the camels back. And then and we see hill. this full heel turn. I felt like this was nice foreshadowing or build up to the to the eventual heel turn but i think the loss to braun breaker will be that that moment and what if this irony is like the juxtaposition of them losing the tag team titles now and if they turn the heel and they go for the titles they might win you know they might be like hey brother hey what brother and slap you know i i would love to see that idris anofe like 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 cameron said he's built like a statue bro like bro know your potential know what you can do turn up that aggression that's Absolutely. the lesson. Turn up the aggression. That's the lesson. <laughs> listen to Uncle Cameron. Uncle Cameron was right. Don't listen to Uncle Exion. Because like Sanger said, what is walking it right? You can't walk it straight. <laughs> Don't walk it straight. Just walk it.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But we're going to switch up the format a little bit before we get to the top of the show. Sat's got a few names that we want to shout out to start things off. The the always inevitable, always reliable BWO, the Blue Wrench Order. You guys don't have to wait till the end of the pod. We're going to start off the pod by showing our love to those who show their love and appreciation and support in the chat. Let them know, Sat. Thank you, brother. We'll do at the end, but in the beginning, let's give a shout out to the mods. They are the backbone of our shows. Shout out to mod brother Devin. Shout out to mod brother Rob. Shout out to mod brother Paul, but the ladies call him old Bubba. <laughs> shout out to mod brother John. Oh, he's got a whole clap that I didn't clock on. I'm like, I'm like the CWC. I'm a bit late on that. Love God, though. Love God, though. Shout out to Mud Mother Jenna. Mud Mother Jenna. Mud Mother Jenna. Thank you to the mods. You know, you guys deserve this. Now at the end, in the beginning. BWO, four, 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 four. Absolutely. 
but let's get into our NXT 2.0 review. We're going to read your mocha chats at the end, give you some time to send us your thoughts on the Cameron Grimes Hill. Give us money. Everything else that went down on this show. So the show started like we after mentioned, talked about the NXT tag team titles were up for grabs at. It was the Creed brothers making their first defense since winning the titles from Pretty Deadly at In Your House against Idris Anofe and Malik Blade. Uh, this was basically uh, something that was kind of a theme of the night where you had the strength and intensity of the Creed brothers versus the speed and athleticism of Anofe and Blade. Uh, Anofe lands a rising knee strike on Brutus. He tags into Malik. Malik hits a nice little back suplex and Idris follows up with a diving elbow drop. They hit a lot of nice uh a lot of nice like double team kind of, moves yeah. one of the best moves that i've seen in, in not just nxt one of the greatest sunset flips next to dante martins on on dark and dynamite was an aegis and no kind of doing a floating one where he like he like propelled himself right? off of brutus's back and then did a sunset flip that was great and it was on nxt 2.0 Folks, you, this is a, that's a reason to watch it. If you're going to watch one part of the show, just watch that sunset flip. That was great. Um, you also had Julius. He then uh, comes in for the hot tag at the end with some wild looking suplexes. The one thing that I like about the Creed brothers is they kind of feel like wild animals. Like they have this relentless pace to them. Like they're trying to do things, but they they don't know how to properly do it. So they're just doing it all wild and stuff. It almost looks like they're going to hurt somebody most of the time. Listen, you. Usually I'm with you, but my guy dropped in no fear like he was a sack of potato at one point. He, you know, you know, you know what Spot was talking about. He lifted him up, then he went. It was awkward. And no then went. Enough was like, I'm not gonna land. I'm just gonna fall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they they need to rein, rein it in a little bit. I love it, but there was this guy called Big Van Vader. He took it too far. Do you know what I'm saying? There's levels when you when you think you can get away with it, you stop washing your costume, you can start clubbering people, and some people be missing an ear in Munich, Germany, or whatever. Very, very true. This is true. Um, <laughs> uh, Mom's in chat. Mama, he, mama. Mommy Niangi, we shout you out always, always at the beginning of the show. Uh, but yes, uh, Julius hit like a nice delayed gut wrench suplex on Anofe, but then Blades tags in and he gets a nice, a uh, few nice drop kicks. Both Anofe and Blade have some beautiful drop kicks, I will say. Julius catches Blade coming off the top rope for a cross body. He then, like, after some maneuvering that looked like a botch a little bit, but then he eventually gets him up. He does the cartwheel suplex, and then Brutus follows up with the sliding lariat for the win. I thought that this was a pretty good tag team match. Like I said, this had a very frenetic pace to it with both teams kind of just putting off their offense very well. And while the you know the challengers it looked like they gained something in the defeat here, while the Crees just bringing so much energy to their matches, and the crowd always gets behind them, and then post-match Julius and Brutus showed their respect for Anofe and Blade. What did you think about this opener? I, I for in terms of Blade and Anofe, it was a massive improvement from their match against Stax and No Dimes. Uh, you know, there was a little bit of botches uh, in that regards. But in this one, it was better. Uh, Creed Brothers have come up leaps and bounds. And I was going to ask you a question, SB3. Of the new crops of NXT 2.0, so excluding the original NXT, for of the new people since NXT 2.0 started, including Brom Breaker, would you say the Creed Brothers are the top of the class in terms of the improvement levels? 
Yeah, they do a little if, bit of if, the. If we hmm. are not including Cameron, uh, Carmelo Hayes, then yeah. I would. Um, I'm, talking I would about, I'm talking about. I'm talking about today. I'm talking about like they. They. You know, like days. The first day yeah, of the 2.0 era. I would say Braun Breaker is still number one because he has that it factor. He has that that type of like that that type of aura to him where you're like. Yeah, I can see this guy being the top guy, a top or a top guy on the main roster. I think he's number one, but I would say the Creeds are right under him. Definitely, because I was watching the match, and then you know how the main roster, the the lack of depth of tag team. I was like, man, put the Creeds there. They'll have ten thousand matches with the USO, but it will be worth it for the first six months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't even know such a room match. Drive it to the ground. Uh, yeah. So they they done a great job. What I don't like, we'll get to it later. Is is them thinking they can tell their Shibata what to do? It's like Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors saying, "Hey Shibata, we got a match for you." How stupid is that? Shibata will headbutt those young boys. You know what I'm saying? We'll get I there mean, later. T- to be fair, Shibata won at at Wrestle Kingdom, so Shibata has more wins on on, on main programming for his company than Roderick Strong does for his. Let's not do this. You know what? Yeah, we, we Roderick's like family to us. We grew up on watching Roddy, Chubby <laughs> Roddy. Chubby Roddy with the tights, <laughs> Roddy with the trunks, Roddy <laughs> with the haircut. People don't haircut. know. People don't know Chubby Roddy. People don't know. When he chop the shiznit <laughs> when he turned when he turned Brian's chest into to look like his tights. Like yeah, yeah, I remember those days with Roddy. So let's not do him like that because it's not his fault that the, the company like we're talking about a lack of depth in the main event scene. If they heated up Roddy. He'd be great in the main event scene. If they gave him someone new, heck, Sophia Cromwell was doing a decent job. She's giving young Maurice vibe and I'm jumping around. There's so many things they can do for Diamond Mine. But of course, going back, sir. Like I answered your question. The Creed brothers did win the match. <laughs> in no fame, in, in no fame, Blade are just missing a a, a purpose. Because they're just two guys that's athletic. You mentioned it. They, yeah. they, the talents there is just the character, like their main objective for us to care. Because you could care that they they've got you can care about their potential, but it's kind of like what why they're about as a partying. Like it's the difference with Creed Brothers. Creed Brothers have a lot of like the similar like the way they come off is similar to both the the Steiner brothers and Team Angle, the girl the world's greatest tag team. Like they're kind of like a, a hodgepodge of both of those teams, while yeah. Nofe and Blade just feel like two Shelton Benjamins that they put together. And now you have Cameron Grimes kind of seems like he's giving them an actual direction to go down now. I used to make jokes that the Creep Brothers were a pair of Charlie horses. I was wrong. They're not. They're not. <laughs> They're not. But they could trade partners. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. And then you know what? The, the tag team would actually be entertaining for, for different reasons. But you know what? They, they stick with their partners. But you just answered my, my quandary from six months ago, a few months ago. <laughs> We'll talk another time off air. It's not for uh, backstage. They got uh they went to Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. They're talking about the old days back on the independent scene while Indy Hartwell is just watching on like a like a, a, a long lust puppy who just misses her her former husband, who they don't even mention is her husband, they say boyfriend, and her best friend. She starts complaining about missing her best friend and the love uh, that she used to have that's like Cora and Roxy's. Uh, Cora says that Indy isn't, is a vet, but she's 25, not 45. Indy points out that she won the NXT Women's Tag Team gold Bingo. before 
Aura could drink and before Roxy could drive. Drop them bars. Perez tells her that she is not the odd woman out and they need the indie that was a wrecking ball next, last week. So they get on the same page for tonight's main event against Toxic Attraction. Any comments on this little yeah, scene? Tons. tons. <laughs> Roxanne, I'm, I don't know about you, but Chorus give me heavy Hulk Hogan, Macho Man vibes. She's just proper like the whole, do you remember that time? No, leave her alone. Stop mooching off her, Cora. Stop. It's like, it was so cringy. It's like, I don't know about you, SB, because maybe I'm really too much into it. I feel like there's like a foreshadowing of a betrayal so hard in, in our faces because I've never seen them push best friends the way they're pushing it. Even when um, Persia Perosa was around with Indy Hartwell, it wasn't to this level. It was like, you're my best friend. Do you remember this? It's like it's so in your face that I'm worried that when Roxanne's challenge for the title, we may see a Hilton. I don't know. I may be wrong, but it just I feel like it's designed for the eventual breakup. Uh, in terms of yeah. Indy, Indy's right. Show some respect to her name. She's an OG from the black and gold days. You know, she's one of the originals that's still kind of there. That for me, I wouldn't mind winning the title, any sort of recognition she can get because she's five foot 10, she's charismatic as heck and she can do a lot in the ring. So yeah, my, my, my Cora Jade, watch out for her. She's, she's planning something. She's wearing a lot of black lately. So just saying. It, yeah, it, and it, wait. It would fit. Where's the skateboard as well? I'm worried. She might, you know, no, she did. She did come out with the skateboard for the main event. She just don't write it anymore. She learned her lesson. <laughs> um, carry it to the ring, guys. It's nothing wrong with that. I carry my skateboard. It's like a purse. It's like a purse. Um, we get an Apollo Crews vignette, like we mentioned earlier, where he is at a diner and he's writing in his journal about his journey from NXT to the Diaries. main roster. Diaries. And then... <laughs> And then back to, no, I feel like it's Doug's journal. If you remember uh, di- uh, Nickelodeon's Doug. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I feel like, dear diary, NXT. He was, like, he was like, I used to be Quail Man and then Pork Chop. Um, and then he comes back to NXT last week. Then crew, then this is, this this vignette gets weird. Because he, 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 we see him beat up some dude who is bad-mouthing a waitress at the diner. But then we see that that was just a dream. But then back in reality, it seems like, you know, the same thing happens where the guy is bad mouthing the waitress. And then at the end, it looks like Apollo is still going to beat him up. But we cut to black. It was so weird. I was like, what What was the point of that? It, it, it could be the fact that maybe... Uh... His Apollo Crews' character is he suffered from concussion, so he lost bits of his life. So it's happened before. He's like, I was a Nigerian prince once. The NXT I'm in right now, I'm confusing it for black and gold because it's not the same NXT. Because that's kind of awkward. It's like, I'm back in NXT. You're kind of not. This is a whole different place than you were in. It's more colorful and there's more black people than before. So it's a whole completely different place. It's more hip hop, you remember? There's not that much metal. There's no poppy doing entrances but it, it was bizarre because we uh, we were on a high last week about his return they could have given him a match could have given him heck he could have even turned up behind uh grayson waller when he was doing his promo they could uh, against they solo like a sit down interview with someone like taped earlier today with wade because they like to do wade in those spots they could have done earlier today we did a sit down interview with apollo cruz to get across the stuff he was writing in his journal it just came off weird like they're trying to present him like he's uh like like uh john wick says in the chat like he's uh denzel in the equalizer yeah and it <laughs> And then I get that 
is Apollo's issue before he became the Nigerian prince was that he was like Malik Blade and Idris Anofe. I'm just yeah. an athletic black guy. So they gave him the Nigerian prince gimmick so you can, you can understand him because he said it once in the interview when, when someone asked me, describe me who Apollo Crews is like in like a, a, a sentence. He couldn't do it. He couldn't like, he, you know what I'm saying? So maybe in their mind, he's this introspective guy. Be careful how you do it, because, you know, I love Michael Hickenbottom, but subtlety is not his strong point. If you start bringing a journal to the ring, that's the W, the end of his comeback. So let's just keep that as a one-week-only experiment and go back to what put him over in the first place. That was weird. Yeah, it seems like, you know, I, my, my good friends, uh, Professor Chris and Nate Milton over at the NWA podcast on uh, Post Wrestling, they say WWE only has five characters that black wrestlers can play athletic black guy angry black guy rapper uh whatever your national like nigerian one of those nigerian giant <laughs> he's a nigerian giant i've just been a whole and, year and and then <laughs> the happy the happy the happy black guy ah oh. that's 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 pretty much it uh, quick side note, guys. I'm sorry. We, we, almost. Has anyone mentioned he's got new teeth yet? I, I, I haven't seen anyone mention it. Like when Roman Reigns got new teeth. All of a sudden, that gap's gone. RIP that gap. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Vince is like, covered it up. <laughs> he's like, well, if I'm going to push you, you got to cover that up. But next, we had our one of our women's matches on this show, which we always enjoy the amount of women that they have on NXT 2.0. And one of our favorites, Tiffany Stratton, went one-on-one with Fallon Henley. Tiffany Stratton trying to get some momentum back after losing in the women's breakout tournament finals. Uh, Fallon strikes fire out of Tiffany very early. Of course, just- went for it. Yeah, the, the, the CWC crowd got fired up. I saw people like jumping out their seats. They was going crazy. But then Stratton traps her uh, Henley in the apron like she's fit Finley to gain some control. Tiffany then dominates most of this matchup until Wendy Chu, who we saw during her entrance on the hippity hop ball being behind her. But commentary, they uh, kind of like mentioned it, but then moved on. But then she comes out on the hippity hop ball. She has a cup full of confetti that she throws in Tiffany's face before Henley craters her up for the win. This was more or less a small showcase for Stratton that turned into an angle to continue her rivalry that kicked off with Wendy Chu last week. So what did you think? First, uh, Fallon Henley got a new song. She got a country crap. I mean, country rap song. No, I didn't. I meant it's country crap. I don't know where it was, but it was certain. Uh, Tiffany Stratton needs to future endeavor her weave. For a character that makes fun of people, it's quite yeah. awkward. It was quite, you know what? Yeah, last week we mentioned how it slightly fallen off. It looked like a long mullet. We only say that because if her character is a country girl, yeah, you can have a messy weave. But her character is she makes fun of people for not looking perfect. So please keep her immaculate. That's her character. Don't ruin the brand. Whoever like whoever does her hair, you should get fired actually because you just ruined the money character. Tiffany Stratton. Again, I love that senton she does. And she did that that submission move. Oh yeah, where she where she sat on her head and did a surfboard. That was cool. That was she really start, cool. She's you know what? Why the as much as people like black and gold, 2.0, we get to see wrestlers blossom before our very eyes. Tiffany's now putting together move sets. Before it was a case of like rest holds and kicking punches, rest holds. 
my, my, my safe zone. She's starting, you can tell that she's feeling wrestling a bit more. She's now, I yeah. can now experiment and try these moves out. She's got potential to be great on the main roster. I know she'd do well because she's blonde. That's the only reason. I like her because there's more to it. Me and SP know why we like her. She's athletic. She's got that it factor. She's what guys have been begging for since, you know, Liv Morgan in the main roster. She's your real, real blonde hero. It's Tiffany Stratton. She's don't, the one. Don't, don't throw no shade toward Liv. Liv I love Liv. Greatly. You know what? Yeah. She's improved greatly. Why can't, you know what? You, like how we are. You love me so much, but you protect me? No, you throw shade at me in public. That's because you love me enough to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of know So you did to me why you to wrestlers. Can you not see the logic? I love him, but I won't hide. You know, I'm, I can't do that. I, I'm, I don't stand. I am a fan. But back to answering yeah. your question, so I don't run away. <laughs> Stratton did a great... Wendy Chu and Tiffany Stratton feuding, I just don't know, to be honest. I don't know. I like Wendy Chu. They... I make a joke. She's a future 24-7 champion because it is. Let's let's be honest about it because that's all she's going to be, guys. She's going to sleep with a title. Do she's all, a comedy do character. All. Yes. But to put Tiffany there, because she's still, she's still learning. I get it. You can't put her in a title scene because the title scene is quite awkward because Mandy Rose is still the standard. Whoever's a heel underneath, you have to find other feuds. I think that's, that's what Tiffany's doing because she can't get there yet. They have to figure out what to do with it next. It's like, Grayson Waller, maybe. Uh, let's back away a little bit. You know what I'm saying? They, they're trying to find where to slot her right now. And I think Mandy needs to leave. No offense. I like Mandy, but Mandy, you need to go so Tiffany can take the title. I don't care if she's still learning. Give her the title. Lots of feud can come out of it because she's kind of like stagnating on the level. Yeah, because they, they said the whole point of 2.0 was to get people ready for the main roster and Toxic Attraction is ready. Like they the whole point of putting Mandy Rose with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane was to get them the experience and put them with a veteran of the main roster to get them ready for Raw and SmackDown. And they're ready at this point. And that's why it's kind of it's kind of time for the era of Toxic Attraction to be done in 2.0 because they're very much needed on Raw and SmackDown now. More SmackDown than Raw. I would also argue Wendy Chu's ready because what more can you do with her character? They've done... Yeah, I mean, she is, but I don't think... I think she kind of fits with what they're trying to do on 2.0 still that they can find different people and they haven't haven't exhausted her like they have with Toxic Attraction on top. They've been on top for eight months. It's been since October of last year that Toxic Attraction has been at the top of NXT 2.0. Can we just Apollo Cruise her? Just jetson her up <laughs> before she's even ready. Let's just do that. No, no, let's, let's not do that because then she'll be back in a few years. Um, <laughs> why? Why no? Because no offense, it's like we've because we've been so disappointed by WWE's booking to the point where we make fun of it. I can't. She's twenty four seven champion material, so I ain't gonna be sad how they book her. I'm like, yeah, they booked they booked her how we knew they were gonna book her. If she wins the title, it'd be like she went past her peak, then she would ever do. She might win the title before Liv Morgan. I mean, I, I think that this is a good role for her with Tiffany Stratton because the characters true. kind of mesh well with each other. But after that, we had the the, sec- the first segment with Cameron Grimes backstage. Then we had a, a sit-down interview meets vignette on Lash Legend. 
breaking down her basketball background. She talks about, you know, all the accolades that she had on the collegiate scene, dropping 30 points in the SEC championship game, as well as getting drafted to the WNBA for the Seattle Storm. However, when COVID hit, everything shut down, including the WNBA. So she decided to take her talents to the WWE Performance Center and became an NXT 2.0 superstar. She also talks about her feud with Alba Fire and next week they go one-on-one. I really like this. This was something that we needed to see when they <laughs> first introduced Flash Legend. Why, why wasn't this the vignettes to introduce her character in the first place? Because I got so much more respect for her after this, especially the story of the WNBA getting shut down, a real-life thing. WWE needs to learn. You need to lean into the real-life elements. You just saw with what happened with Cody and his real-life injury, and, you know, everybody is still talking about his matchup with Seth Rollins because that realism added to the matchup and realism adds to these characters. So knowing that Lash Legend left a left a job at the WNBA because COVID hit to come to the W to the come to the WWE, it makes me appreciate her and her journey, even though she's green. I, I love how you said that, but SP, you know the first time like Vince came to a realization? It was 1997 when he decided Mankind could finally be Mick Foley. If, oh, you know what? That, it was him all along. You know when they added more to Mick Foley's character? That was 1997. Yeah. I was seven. SP was like, what, nine? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That was 97. And what, what, what age we are now? He's never going to learn. <laughs> so you're, you're preaching to a brick wall, unfortunately. That yes, man's I got know. one toe in the grave, so he doesn't want to listen to nothing. He's like, I'm going to count my millions or billions and take it. So you're right. I knew uh, about Lash Legends' background because like, I'm, I'm one of those re- nerds about developmental wrestlers. I like to know where you come from. How did you get here? Uh, you said it was like an interview segment. I, I like to pretend it was the return to the Lash Legends show, which I miss very much because it was the set. That too. And it was great because Alba Fire, we know her background because in NXT lore, she's a, one of the longest reigning NXT women's champion. So they needed to legitimize her because up until then, she's this loud mouth talk show host, this Wendy Williams with height. <laughs> and they needed her, you know, you know, in that it doesn't add up. It's like Lash is trash. They, they say that for a reason because they don't know her pedigree. So she had to show, put some respect to my name, like a fellow, you know, woman athlete that's doing well on the main roster. I've got a pedigree too. They did a great job. And like you said, it made me invest in a bit more because it went from a one dimensional character to her being fully fleshed. That's what people are complaining about Tiffany Stratton. You may find that Tiffany came from a poor background too. And her dad is a self made millionaire. And that's why she makes fun of people because if my dad can do it, you can do it too. Who knows? That might happen one day. But when you fully flesh your character, we believe in them a little bit more. And also, that potential baby face turned down the line. It will add yeah. more to it because she's hardworking. It worked for Lacey Evans. When you tell your backstory, all of a sudden you've got more uh, collaboration. I mean, that's a stretch saying it's worked she, for Lacey Evans. She sings her own theme song, guys. If you didn't know, her new theme song sang by her. Lacey Evans sings her own theme song, guys, if you didn't know. If you want random facts, go to Sat. Um, <laughs> or Mayor Painesville Dan. That's, that's, that's another guy who knows random facts. Shout out to Painesville. 
Uh, next, we had Wesley versus everybody's favorite uncle on NXT 2.0, Zion Quinn, uh, Exion Quinn, as that says. Uh, this was similar to the opener of the show, where it was a battle of size and strength versus speed and athleticism, but a lot shorter of a matchup. Uh, Quinn hits a really convincing looking uh, deadlift judo throw at one point, but Wes, uh, he he misses like a, a a spear into the corner uh quinn and then west hits a backflip pele kick which was very impressive and even more impressive he follows up with the spinal tap for all of our aj styles fans from the tna days and he gets the win wesley is now 2-0 against zion quinn this was short but yet solid for the amount of time that it was given that was a blow feed i'm sorry he he yeah. did- maneuver and he hooked the legs sayonara amigo so exion quinn is now wearing sunglasses to convey heel energy wesley still looks miserable and I, I i like it to be honest i like it when a baby face has a little extra edge i like it when sammy zane when he's a baby face he was known as for being a bit paranoid and a bit uh quirky that was great times before he turned heel um exion quinn's moveset consists of poses where wrestlers just run into him do you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he, that's what he does. If he, someone went to me, uh, tell me Exion Quinn moves. <laughs> and the Tito Santana flying burrito. Yes. Those are the moves yes. he does. But uh, he has to he has to do this to rev it up. It's like it's like Lex Luger when he used to have the metal, he used to adjust it by doing this. <laughs> but but the thing is, like Exion Quinn, he's got potential to do voiceovers. He's got a great body, a great look. Once he finds the, the right character, he can go somewhere. I haven't given up on the wrestlers because they're still blue chippers. They're still in their Rocky Maivia phase. So they eventually they'll find <laughs> Some never get out of that phase. True. Based on it's, your face. It's very true. All of these Some guys. just Christ Axel and that's it. Uh, later on backstage, we see Sanka the Thunder, who is what? now now a ladies man because he's talking to uh, Leon and Verosa, uh, Valency Verosa. And because he's a because he's a ladies man now, uh, he's, he talks a little trash to Zion Quinn, who's walking by him after the loss. And Quinn challenges him to step up and both Sanga the Thunder and his ladies get up and uh, Quinn cowers away. And then Sanga says that he, fa- he has found his next opponent no sp you've shown that you you can mimic wrestlers well do it the way they eat it so smooth and so chill wrap up them jackets. he's he's like he's like ladies i think i found my next opponent that was so cool <laughs> you know what yeah they're gonna make they're gonna f up sanger like kevin nash he's a cool giant you know what i'm saying you he that that works for him Bodyguard, you know, it could have been something, but it would have been generic cookie cutter. They go starting with him. Sanger is this cool, laid back guy, chilling in the backstage, happy to chill with jabronis in order to female this jabronis. Sanger's given the energy that we want from Veer on the main roster because Veer is a stylish individual. If you've seen in the show, cool. media. In the show, are cool. Them, them guys are cool off, off, you know, off camera. Sanger's get to show it on, on 2.0. Well, unfortunately, you know, you know, Vera Mahan is playing a generic cookie cutter Umaga Indian 2.0 as that's what they're trying to go for. But yeah, Sango, I, I don't want him to lose because right now, even though he hasn't wrestled much and he wears that whole, you know, Braun Strowman, you know, knockoff gear, he's more interesting than ex-Young Quinn's, you know, uh, intrusive uncle character right now. So I want Sango to do more because I'm scared. He lost to Grayson Waller really quickly. So that for me shows that they don't really care about protecting Sango that much. You know, so... True. 
So uh, we had a segment before this, but we, we got to talk about uh, Nathan Frazier. He had a little vignette on this show talking about being from Jersey, not New Jersey, but the little, the tiny island of Jersey in the UK. Blompier is from there, by the way, guys. That's Adam exactly. Blompier country. Exactly. Adam Blompier country, as that said. Uh, we also see some childhood footage of him playing soccer, and he talks about he could have been a, a soccer star, but he always dreamed of being a professional wrestler, and he saw pictures of him with the spinner title and going to WWE shows in the UK, and we even get to see him making a really good-looking goal at the end and before we, it says to be continued. So this is just the first part of vignettes to kind of flesh out the character of nation frazier and this is about the time that we have to put this up a kid, a kid <laughs> missing a, a kid is still missing ladies a kid's and missing, guys no one's reporting it no, no one's, one's reporting. no one's reported it yet so we are here on the mocha 2.0 <laughs> wrestle talk podcast to say a kid is missing, so we will keep this going until a kid until the address a where the found. kid where a kid has gone. A kid's missing, guys. And shout out to at Nick Wade forty one on Twitter. He's the one who made it because SP three he set out a challenge to people in the chat. He said somebody needs to make this a sign. And when someone tweeted us, I was like, you know what? I need to screenshot this name. So thank you, Nick for making this happen. Shout out to you for doing it. And SB, a kid needs to be found in NXT 2.0. Don't give me that UK crap. Don't give me that UK crap. And Nathan Frazier, you're on my bad list. You're from the UK. What's the soccer? It's football, mate. SB, you're in the UK. Hey, what is it? He, he, he knows he knows he's talking he's talking to the audience. He's talking nah. to the audience that nope. he's addressing. He's talking to the American audience on this one. Listen, a kid's missing. They could have done, and and by the way, Nathan Frazier's a whole uh, vignette. That's like Roddy Roderick Strong's Trailer Park Diary 2.0. They did the same thing with Roderick Strong. I came from the trailer next week. I did backyard wrestling next week. I got talked by Jim Neidhard and some other guys next week. I'm coming back to NXT next week. <laughs> So from one from one running new running gag that we're gonna have on this show to everybody's favorite. Love, Love is blind. blind. The grass is greener on the other side. side. So <laughs> go backstage after after the uh, Wesley and Zylan Quinn matchup, and Joe Gacy is there with the dyad, the grizzled young druids. And he says, time has come. Now you will show the world what you can do. And that leads into the Dyad's uh, debut, in-ring debut, which, oh my God, my wifey came into the room and she said, what the hell are you watching? She said, they look like druid monks <laughs> with these damn hoods in the ring. Oh, man. But the dyad is versing Dante Chen, another person that was missing for a while, and he's back, uh, versus ha and Javier Bernal. Um, Chen and Bernal did get some offense in here, but this was mostly a showcase and a dominating performance for the dyad who hit a magic killer S finisher with a DDT uh, by the smaller druid off the bigger druid's shoulders. A decent squash, but it was, you know what? Yeah, it was a decent squash. It you was know what? what it was. 
Because, you know, because Gacy was out there, so that, that's blinded. Like, you, you know what you saw? There's two guys that were Roman 995 with a million dollar man. I'm convinced it was the same druids. <laughs> Can I say something? We are under the impression, because it's never been revealed, that Grizzled Young Veterans been re uh, released. So they're still under contract, we're assuming, because, you know, SRS, SP3 himself, they haven't reported it, anything like that. So it's them. And I asked you last week, SP, do you think they're going to wear the hood? You're like, oh, no, they might reveal. It's terrible. Like, they had to, they had to disguise the moveset. Because they had to disguise the moveset, right? But, but, but James Drake did his back elbow like him. So that's, that's how I do I was like, oh, that's James Drake. Gibson did a better job of hiding his moveset. Like, he was just very basic with everything. Because now I'm SP. Also, you know, you got the post-match promo you want to say, so I'm not going to say too much because I felt like there were some clues planted in that. We'll, we'll get there in a moment. I just, did, I just didn't like it. There's way, I feel like there's way to do a squash match, which is give no offense. If you're hiding your moveset, make it bada-bing, bada-boom. Give a devastate finish on end the match. For me, they gained nothing from giving to Dante Chen and Javier Barnell. No offense to them, to them guys. They're low on the totem pole. Uh, dyads, please. The match was so one-sided, so slow that they, you, you, their hoods were maintained because they weren't doing much. No, that's too long not. for nothing. It was too long for nothing. They probably were sweating under those things. But the best part of this was post-match. Joe Gacy. He has an interview, and he says, "The dyad have taken the steps to the next point in their progression." Don't judge these two men for wanting a sense of belonging. This society, this cesspool, your negativity set have made these two men feel inferior when they both deserve to feel superior. And I know in my heart that they are not alone. All of the viewers here on the Mocha 2.0 podcast. There are many other people that feel the same way. There is a schism between the, the three of us and NXT 2.0. And it will continue until this becomes a place of acceptance and believes in our message. Thank you. All right. All right. And SP that is another edition you say of it. your favorite your favorite segment, yeah. SP Casey. Love uh, is blind. The grass is greener on the other uh, side. Any thoughts, Seth? Yeah, one. Uh, so I, I've mentioned it. I feel like there was clues planted in, in the promo. He said they were cast aside. In the words of New Day, who, who, who was cast aside? What tag team in the annuals of tag team wrestling? Maybe a certain tag team that have come close to winning tag team goals so many times. Maybe a tag team that came so close to winning Dusty Cups. <laughs> Maybe that tag team. Maybe a couple of grizzled young veterans. So for me, it's kind of, I don't know, because Zach Gibson doesn't strike me as a type that will fall for that crap. James Drake, yes. Zach Gibson, no. <laughs> hey, they, they've been losing a lot. They're away from their home. They needed they needed someone to bring them in and show them the love. And Joe Gacy is exactly the man they needed. So my question always is, with anything in wrestling, where is this going? Yeah, they get revealed. Yeah, they'll do some dribbly long promo why they joined in the first place. Then what? SB, then what? I have no clue, but I'm here for the ride. 
I'm here for the ride. Great answer. Great, great answer. I love it. <laughs> Honest, straight to the point. Moving along swiftly. We then uh, got after uh, Song of the Thunder being the ladies' band. We then get the Nikita Lions vignette, and that's Nikita with three Ks, uh, where we see her training to make her te- her leg better. She talks about uh, you know suffering a partially torn MCL when she was on her way to winning the women's breakout tournament, but now she is on her way back, and we see the the lettering saying Nikita Lions returning soon. We hope that her returning soon is like Veer. It's going to be a very long time. So that way I'll get... To make Tiffany people Stratton. forget. No, no. <laughs> it, that too. The, you know, wrestling's like Men in Black. Hold up that pen right there on the screen. You see that on the screen? Boom. Uh, it's Tiffany Stratton's time. We're, I'm going to hitch my wagon to that one. Even though if Tiffany Stratton comes out with some certain political beliefs, I won't be shocked either. But <laughs> Nikita Lyons, you can't do the splits anymore. I think I feel like that's the reason why she's got a leg injury in the first place. So uh get back soon with your Meng movesets. I do actually miss that. <laughs> Maybe laugh. This is a really good one. The thick red machine. Um <laughs> You my boy Blue, you my boy. That is a great one. Yes, that was a really great one. So I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save everything with the the D'Angelo family, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams for the end of the show. So we're gonna talk about first the backstage segment where they talked about uh, the toxic the toxic lounge uh, with Mandy Rhodes talks trash to Toxic Attractions opponents for tonight. JC says that misery loves company and Gigi says this is why Indy is with Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. Indy is pathetic and that's why she needs new friends. And then Mandy Rhodes said they will prove they are the most dominant force in NXT tonight. We also had another Another backstage uh, segment where Tatum Paxley is talking to someone on the phone about her loss last week to Alba Fire when Ivy Nile uh, pulls up and says, you putting you putting in the work and so don't be so down on yourself. Roger Strong then comes in and talks about, hey, Ivy Nile's been a jerk to Tatum Paxley for like four months now. Right? So why is she why is she being nice now? Right. And that's, there's no excuses like she's giving that's the diamond mine ray and then the creed brothers uh approach they are happy about their win earlier in the night but strong isn't happy about the handshake after the match julius says that brutus is a visual learner so they got roddy and damon kemp a match for next week and roddy the same person who said there's no excuses that's the diamond mine ray has an excuse he says his ankle is not 100 percent yet but nile says that you just said no excuses so and that's the diamond mine way, so strong accepts the challenge. SP, that's like Brian Danielson and Rocky Romero to Antonio Inoki. We've got a match for you. Who in the blue hell are these jabronis? I don't care if they've got tag titles. It doesn't make sense. This is a, a training gym. SP, growing up in New York, doing, you know, sports and stuff like that. That's you telling your coach, hey, coach, I signed you up for a football league. Oh, hey, coach, I signed you up for basketball. Hey, coach, I signed you up for baseball. Hey, coach, I signed you up for amateur wrestling tournament. It does not make sense. I know they lost, uh, this was meant to be Malcolm Bivens. Like, you know, you know, Julius you know, Creed, he's now playing the part of <laughs> Malcolm Bivens, you know, the, the, the opposition. It just doesn't work. If they added someone that equals Roderick Strong's level, then, then I'll be like, all right, this is like a power struggle. It's not even a power struggle. It's insubordination. If I was Roderick Strong, I'll give him the Roderick, Roderick high knee, chop the crap out of the chest. 
Ivy too, because she's giving him a mouth. I'm kidding. I love I, no, Ivy. He's, Ivy he's, is he's, nice, Nadia. Roderick has been booked like a loser. It's like Finn Balor leading the Judgment Day. Luckily, there's no leaders there. So there should be no leaders in the Diamond Mine or the no, Creeds no, should I'm be sorry. the leaders. How long have they been wrestling for? This is Roderick Strong. How long has he been wrestling for? Roderick has been wrestling since I was a teenager. So don't give me the, them two Johnny come lately, them two amateur wrestlers, them t- oh, listen, lightning in the bottle, but it can be Jake Hagard in the future. So don't get too, <laughs> too big for your boots because that's Roderick Strong. He would chop you guys to next year. That was, you're talking about Roger Strong from 2005. I'm talking about Roger Strong in 2022, who hasn't won a match on NXT 2.0. Backstage, Mackenzie also interviews uh, Vaughn Wagner, Mr. Stone, and Sophia Cromwell. And Stone says that Briggs and Jensen cheated last week. But then Sophia gets on the mic, basically interrupting uh, Stone and says next week it will be Brooks versus Wagner with no one at ringside. And, but Vaughn will be victorious. So you guys got your wish you're seeing Sophia kind of step up more and be the manager of Von Wagner here yawn Wagner yawn when he's on the screen you yawn because that's what you do because yawn Wagner is still gonna make you yawn Sophia Cromwell she gave me early Maurice vibes which is good because I was worried about her when she did that pointing in the beginning I was like, oh, that pointing has no charisma then she talked she can talk eloquently. She still got time. She still they, she still cuts them cookie cutter PC promos. So she, she hasn't really differentiated. It's just you know generic hill promo one on one. But she does it well, better than 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 two dimes who did now stop giving him promos for a reason. We, we will <laughs> we will get to that. Uh, but Sophia, the- yes, I, I like Sophia. She's got potential. Mister Stone, watch your back. I see a knife coming. His job, his job seems at risk. Uh, and the last backstage segment I wanted to cover was uh, backstage. We see Mackenzie's interviewing Solo Sokoa. And Solo says uh, he wants the North American Championship. But Grayson Waller interrupts. And Waller says he got next. Uh, but he, what he got was a Raw superstar that he could ride the coattails of last week in Apollo Crews. Sokoa uh, challenges Waller to a match next week. And he says, me and you next week, let's get it. And Grayson Waller says he's the Australian street champion. Yeah, that was funny. You know what? You know what? Yeah, because the Usos are known for energetic promos. So it makes me laugh how when Solo cuts a promo, he cuts a promo like he's mad he has to cut a promo. <laughs> so, when he, so when he talks to a guy, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, next week. I like the fact that Solo seems like a kind of guy, why do I have to talk so much? I just want to hurt people. He gives him that energy. Don't you feel yeah. that, SP? When he talks, it's kind of like... I have to express how I'm feeling. (laughs) I just want to tell you, I got next. I just want to hurt people. And when he gets interrupted, he's like, oh, these annoying people, their charisma. Enough with your charisma. Oh, God. I was like, I don't want to talk. I just want to fight. (laughs) I grew up in a household with all that charisma. I just want to fight. I think he's one of those guys, he suffers PTSD from having older brothers that shouts a lot in the household. (laughs) He just wants to chill and, and hit people. So yeah, you sit here. You know, what up, Oos, 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 Oos? Um, but someone who found some charisma on the show was the debuting Giovanni Vinci, and he was versing Guru Raj in his debut. Loved Vinci's entrance where he takes model photos with each one saying Vinny, then Vidi, then Vinci. Vinci, and- I love it. <laughs> and then. And then finally, the Giovanni Giovanni uh, Vinci, Vinci is the is the final one. And of course, Giovanni Vinci is a is the 
former Fabian Iker. He is no Fabian no more. And Vinci shows off his athleticism with like kip ups out of a wrist lock early. He then shows off his speed, running the ropes and hitting a big shoulder block. Vinci then no sells a drop kick from Guru Raj and hits a springboard cross body. He then shows his power with some big chops and a huge lariat. And then he finishes off Raj with a last ride sit out power bomb for the win. I thought this was a this was the best squash of the uh, of the right? night. It was very impressive. Him showing a range of skills, and I think there's some potential here. Although I hate when they when they basically remodel someone that we know it's him, but they don't reference that he used to be someone else. That he's a former NXT tag team champion. But I did like him overall, showing a bunch of charisma as well as his athleticism. He's always been great in the ring, but he showed up a little bit more in this one. What did you think? Mayo Pains with Dan. Dan, I love you. You're one of my favorites. You're, you're my friend. Forgive me. Do not break K Fabian. Fabian Eichner had no facial hair. Giovanni, Giovanni Vinci has facial hair. The only thing I didn't like is I felt like there was something missing from his entrance presentation. Where's his mink coat? Where's his glasses? Where's his announcer? He needs an announcer. He needs an Italian he announcer. Off, on it. He should come out like Cesaro with the suit, and then he rips it off. Bingo! That, that's what I thought was missing. Because when he came out, like, he looks like Fabian with beard, and then he stops, and he takes his picture. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it was, it was, it's like, it was like 90% or 95% nearly there. I, I'm sold already because it's, 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 you know, Fabian Eichner. Okay, Dan, all right? Gunter and Giovanni are two different people. One is, you know, I'm not going to go there. We'll talk another time. Yeah. So Giovanni Vinci has potential. We knew from back in in his old days that he had, you know, great hot tags, very athletic, very powerful. And I guess, you know, Michael Hickenbottom noticed it as well. You're like, kid, you got something there. You know, Marty Jannetty. You're not going to be Marty Jannetty to that guy. Come, come, come with me. I got something for you. But don't go half pelt because I feel like, the, the vignettes was hinting at something. Man of sophistication. Give me more. Even his trunks. Make him more colorful. Wear, make him more pretty. If you're going to go with DNG or you know, Versace, go all out. I'm saying that. Oh, if he has some Versace tights, that would be dope. Because they're hinting. They're hint, like, the, like the, the logo. They're almost there. I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't say 95%. They're like 75% there. They have to go there the extra go. 25 with him, with the attire and everything else. No, like, no offense to Sophia Cromwell, you're wasting your time with Jon Wagner. Jon Wagner. Jon yes. Wagner. <laughs> Yon. What they can do, put Sophia with Giovanni Vinci. Do a thing where Giovanni Vinci, like Alex Wright did when he's Berlin in WCW, pretend he doesn't speak English. That would be a great hero heat. And just have Sophia talking for him. So that way he can wrestle in the ring, look good. It'd be Vinny, Vid, Vinci. I loved it. Hey, speaking of A, now we're going to talk about the D'Angelo family because I wanted to talk about their in-ring segment as well as their tag team uh, matchup later on in the night together. So the D'Angelo family, they make their entrance with, of course, Legato Del Fantasmo uh, in front and in the back with Santos in the back behind everybody. I love that touch. Uh, And this is for Stacks and Two Dimes promotion. Of course, we also got to mention that Two Dimes uh, was 
fired, was released due to a policy issue uh, earlier this week. So I know Sat was kind of happy about that, but we'll get to that. Uh, Tony D talks about meeting both men back on the streets. And Tony says that they have grown so much since coming to NXT. We see clips of their victory at In Your House. Tony says they are graduating from associates to soldiers of the family. I, I don't understand how that's an upgrade. I mean, that looks like a reverse, but teachers, I thought they would just be made men. I thought that was what they were going to do, but hey. It's too um, easy, man. <laughs> Tony easy. D gives both both men uh, new watches that look exactly like Legato Del Fantasmo's watches. Tony oh, really? then hands hands two dimes an envelope and says, get something nice and a steak dinner. He then hands stacks an envelope and says to get Maria something nice. Uh, Tony D tells Santos uh, that in this thing, we do we have a code of silence you never rat on your friends and you always keep your mouth shut i see tony d's been watching goodfellas good move there uh tony d then shakes legato del fantasmo's hands and after shaking santo's hands he calls him a good boy tony then says he has the strongest faction in nxt now and since he has the title of the dawn of nxt he thinks he needs another title the title of a champion and this brings out of course the current a champion, the NXT North American champion, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And these guys were the best part of this whole entire segment. Hayes says that Tony D doesn't want any problems with him or his title. Tony says that he has been warned and now he his title will be his. He says that Melo is not the Don of NXT and he calls the shots. And Tony D challenges Melo for the North American Championship for next week's show. Stack suggests that they, uh, they look ready for a beating tonight so they challenge Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams and Hayes says that Tony D is right he accepts these challenge but he's right that I don't call the shots I make the shots and these two look like an easy layup and then Trick outdoes Carmelo Boss. and says he doesn't care if your name is two dimes three pennies four nickels or four quarters tonight we're gonna strap up the boots and make the ring talk and that's all it is and that's, that's all it's gonna, gonna be. be bars that was rock circa 1999 kind of bars from trick williams trick williams has it once he gets to the booker t 98 levels of kicks i don't know if he's booker t 95 just recklessly kicking wherever comes near him that promo was good I like that um, Santos had the same reaction I had when uh, Tony D was recounting two dimes, how he met him. I was like, Santos, I'm with you. Who cares about this guy? He barely cares about his own backstory. Now, Stax, that's my guy. Out of the group, I see potential in him. No dimes. They come two dimes, he's got no dimes. They they barely let him cut promos for a very reason that he is whack. They fired him because maybe he's something racist or he did something in his past that no one knows about. But I'm happy he's gone because he didn't fit in the group. He let the group down. When you look at the family, I have a couple of wimps, especially that one. He didn't fit in. So I don't like people losing their jobs, but he didn't fit in from day one. No, zero, not a zilch. Now, getting back to him challenging for the North American title, I felt like that was a four par. You're now the Don. You beat Tommaso Ciampa to be the guy. Like, that was all, all, all about. 
I will challenge for the NXT title. Why is he not challenging the NXT title? That for me, no offense, nothing American title for me is like they got Solo there, you got Grace, you know, like there's too many people there to the point where we have two heels. That's the issue. So many heels are fighting each other. Braun Breaker's like, hey guys, why no one challenge me for title? It's going to be Duke again. Oh, so that's why the title scene is messed up because all the heels are fighting each other. It's very weird how it it came off here. And this is like the second heels in a row that Tony D is feuding with. So, yeah, it just doesn't match out well. But this led into the tag team match of Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Stax and Two Dimes. The family isolate Melo for a bit before he tags out to Trick. Uh, Wild distracts the referee for Del Toro to hit a, cro- a springboard crossbody. But Williams moves out the way and he hits Two Dimes. And then Melo follows with his top rope leg drop to the back of the head for the win. I thought that this was a fine tag team match. It accomplished what they needed to. And then backstage, we see Tony D gives Legato a talking to about getting their act in order. And he says that they better get straight before next week when Tony D beats Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship. Where's so- Electra Lopez? Where is it? Like, I- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out, is it a case that Electra comes back doing a crucial point of the eventual rematch between Santos and Tony D's like when she comes back and all right, she's back. Cause I thought they're going to make her maid or something. Cause you can tell Tony D's organization, they don't answer to women. Yeah. You, you belong in the kitchen. I was waiting for the whole scene that she's made a, to be a maid or something like it. It hasn't happened yet. Electra's missing. She's hanging up a kid. We need, we need the milk carton for Electra Lopez. Uh, <laughs> this is me. Yes. Absolutely. So, last call for Mocha Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support because we're going to talk about the main event on this show, which was a six woman tag team matchup of Toxic Attraction versus. Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell, and Roxanne Perez. A lot of good offense for both teams in this one. Uh, Toxic Attraction isolates Roxanne for a bit, who makes a hot tag to Cora, but then the champions uh, are able to gain control over Jade as well. Cora eventually makes a hot tag to Perez, who does a lot of great offense, running wild on all three members of Toxic Attraction. Roxanne hits a smooth-looking uh, Russian leg sweep on Gigi before everything breaks down with everybody getting the ring and then Indy hits some big strikes on Toxic Attraction before Perez hits a super kick on Dolan and then Cora Jade uh, follows up with a top rope senton which very obviously hurts and injures uh, Gigi here who sells it like death and then Perez gently rolls her over to get the win so this was a solid six man before the injury but the injury was the most noticeable point of this what did you think she injured that that makes sense now because i was about to write down that's like a gingerly cover so i was a bit confused there because i ain't gonna lie i'm that guy i'll stop pausing the show i actually do the notes as i watch that i used to pause it but it has a lot of hours to my time and i don't have time i actually do it my uh, my day job actually so yeah so i'm just like uh that pin's been nonchalant but okay but she's legit injured all right uh I liked in the beginning of the match how Toxic Attraction, because of how long they've been together, they were fought, all their moves were faulted from all angles. So they're a bit like, you know, gazumped. They're like, ah, oh, this is not going to our, you know, to our plan. And then eventually they isolated Roxanne Perez. And then, you know, Roxanne did a great hot tag in the end. And 
I'm still trying to figure out who's going to beat Mandy. Because no offense, Mandy's done a good job in NXT 2.0. She's one of those people like Apollo Crews where she should have been in a developmental system a bit longer to fine-tune them. But now that Mandy has done this, she'll go back to Raw and fight for the 24-7 title. I don't know, because, you know, it's WWE, all that. Listen, we got happy about Finn Balor and look what happened there. So my hopes... Every wrestler in NXT 2.0, 24-7 title is your stepping stone and maybe your whole, you know, career right there. But Mandy's done well, but I'm ready for a new champion. Because Bron Breaker at least had a cup of coffee break from the title. You know what I'm saying? Mandy's been champion the whole time. So I don't know what NXT 2.0 looks like in terms of women's division without Mandy. Because it's been Mandy. No offense to Mandy, she's 100% WWE from her promo, from everything. Mandy does well because that's all they've taught her. I'm ready for more. Give me more. So uh, to give everybody an update, Gigi Dolan was assisted out of the ring, but she did go out on her own feet and she has wrestled two house show matches since then. So she wasn't like badly injured. I think it was just a moment where like Cora J just came off very reckless and she lost like she just lost all the air out of her if it looked like Rah. and you know how SPOs talks down on Corey Jade <laughs> that you know what but then again unlike certain things I say I understand what why he says that I, I understand she is she is reckless she can be reckless in the ring she's still learning she's still young all right guys give her a break she she does a sentence like she's Bubba Ray Dudley okay she'll get better eventually but uh, yeah, SP, what did you think? <laughs> like the match was fine. <laughs> what did you think the show in total? What, what was your opinion? Uh, this was like a mismatched show. There was some good on this show, like the like uh, Cameron Grimes' new direction. I like the the you know the exchanges between the D'Angelo family, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams, and the opener was a really good matchup with the the tag team title match that was really good. But there wasn't any like great matches on the show that making an easy thumbs up. Like if we're gonna put our thumbs in the middle for the show overall, I think it's just. Firmly in the middle for me. What about There's you? Too, you know what? There was too many squashes. I think that's what it was. Because they fit in so many squashes, there wasn't enough time to fit in a good solid match, which is what they usually do. is a staple of NXT, a great North American title contender match. So I'm with you. It was just... it. Was, I felt like trying to pack in too much to the point where like, hey, where's Chase U this week? You know, where's, you know, there's other people that came into my head like uh, I didn't see this week. So um, then again, it, that's why I like about NXT to the detriment as well is you never know what you're going to get each week, you know? But at least I we understand. don't get them long Joe Gacy spooky storylines. That's been toned down. No offense. I like the guy. Again, I have to explain. Joe Gacy's doing it well. It's just, he's doing what's given to him. It just, it was too much, man. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I therapy after that. That's that's what that's what, like my biggest joy here on Wednesdays is repeating no, Joe Gacy. No, listen, you're stuck in the UK. I'm happy you got some semblance of happiness in your life. And and Rob making a good point yes. with Sarai. Yeah, Sarai is another one who's been that popped in. Bingo. And, the, and Thea Hill. They did that whole thing with Thea Hill. Oh, please. She's still she learning. Was, she's 18. She, was, she wasn't on this week at all. But yes. If Chase you, man. If Chase you's not there, listen, if Andre's not there, you're not there. Because I don't see Bodie's face if Chase is not there. All right? <laughs> so. This is true. This is true.
We got a we got mocha chats to read. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. That's how you show your support for what we do here. So set, you want to get to it. Oh yeah, we got a couple of chats. One came in last minute. The first one is from Tails P. He says, if you heard Stevie Wonder's Superstitious in the 90s and try to play it now from memory, you get Fallon Henley's theme. <laughs> did you see Wesley had to stop himself from doing the MSK thing? <laughs> he did. He did. Because his theme sounds so much still like like the, the MSK theme. Like they need to change it completely like they did Indy Hartwell. They gave her a hard reset with a whole new song. With Wesley, it's still, it's like a re- slight remix of the MSK version. Nah, they just cut to the bridge. That's what it was. Cut to the bridge. Do, 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 do. That, that's what it is. The MSK bridge part when they're in the ring for too long celebrating with the title. That's what it is. Continue what Tails is saying because he's He's making my whole life here. I think Indy should be the last entry in um, MITB as her call-up. Hmm. What do you think, SP? That would be very interesting. I don't think it's a big enough surprise, though, if, they, if they're if they going to make like a, a mystery person for the last entry in the Money in the Bank. It's got to be somebody that's going to get a huge pop or a huge booze. So I think it would be either the, the returning Charlotte Flair for the booze or the big cheers for Bailey coming back and being that last entry. Man, you know, you convinced me. I, I was about to say, do a Bailey where you just give uh, Roxanne a one-night-only appearance and then send her back straight to developmental. But you just won me over. Those those picks, especially Bailey, whoo, that's great. And we've got another chat here from Kirsten Charles. She says, love the difference in your behavior here on True Hill. Oh, love your difference in your behavior here and on True Hill Heat. That's to you sp oh well well, th- well thank you i'm a, I'm a little less raunchy than i want than i am on true hill no listen, listen unfiltered i don't listen this guy he plays the part well this guy acts like he's jonathan coachman 2.0 circa 2001 and then you see him on his show and he's in sports key that sports key is when i was like eh. This guy holds back a lot. You're, basically, he's Jonathan Coachman, 2003. <laughs> he's like, this is all of me. SP3 is one of the funniest, one of the most charismatic guys, one of the most giving guys. He's one of the reasons why I've succeeded so far. You know when you go smoke and mirror someone that makes you look good? <laughs> he makes me look good. You're like, that sad guy is not that bad. That's because SP actually sells for some of my antics. If you know somebody like Tony Schiavone did in 98 with Bobby Heenan, I just look silly and stupid. So yeah, so this guy this here is one is multifaceted. I can only do one thing, which is either be a complete acehole <laughs> or... Just be, we're, be ASO. I don't we're, have... we're the black Gorilla Bonsoon and Bobby the Brain Heater. You do a great job because he's multifaceted. He's, he's bad. That's why when he does SP Gacy, he gets the flex. He's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I get to do more of him than just be a straight guy because he carries the show. You know, when you have to carry the show, your neck gets a little crick in there. So he has to relax a little bit. And that's why he does the, the, the you know, SP Gacy. But yeah. SB3, there's a reason why you've got 10,000 podcasts. That's why you're in demand. You're everyone's favorite co-host. It's because you're great at what you do. I love you, brother. It's a pleasure for me every single Wednesday during this show. Like, it's for me. I get paid. I'll Of camera, I'm for free. But yeah, like, thank you so much. Doing this show with you has been a blast. And I love you, man. Like, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. 
I can't say enough good words about Sad. Like I told him earlier that he is the funniest person that I do any podcast with. And my face usually hurts after I do any type of podcast with Sad, whether it's on True Hill Heat, whether it's on Inside the Rose, whether it's here. Love doing these with, with Sad, always. So yes, that it was a very interesting episode of NXT. Uh, they, they like we've been talking about for weeks. They stripped everything away from Cameron Grimes, and now he's a heel. So now it seems like he's going to the to the heel route. But we talked too much about that. What do you have planned for the rest of the week with the newborn, with the baby Nyangi? How is everything going, and what's your plans for the rest of the week? Thank you for asking me, sir. Uh, she turns four weeks old tomorrow. She is a fussy. You know what? She's what we're proud of her about is most people would go straight to the ten and cry. She fusses and does this. Because yeah. <laughs> we never let her cry. I think she knows when I when she fusses, we'll go to her. So today we just we're having our dinner before the show started, and she was like, eh, eh, and I was like, you know what? Because you didn't, because you refused to cry. Come, chill close to daddy here. So I love that. But yeah, what are you up to? Someone's you're still in the UK for how long? Yes. Yes, uh, people people are saying that I just need to get citizenship out here, but uh, don't worry. For all the American listeners, members, uh, Patreon backers, this SP3 will be back on stateside very, very soon. But yeah, I'm still in the UK, so we got a you know True Hill Heat coming up on Saturday as per usual. Uh, but I'm going to be spending some time with the with the family outside of that, outside of all my work hours. I always like to squeeze in, you know, trips to the park with the kids, or you know, spending sending some some TV time with wifey. And if we're able to get out, we want to get out to the movies at least before we get back. Because we got watch? here. Wait, um, wait watch? I personally want to see the Lightyear movie because I'm a big Toy Story mark, and I want to see this uh, Buzz Lightyear movie. So I'm interested in that. Um, but you can let us know if you're a member of Patreon backer what movie I should watch. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the post. Let us know in the comments on the main show. But this has been the Mocha 2.0 edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel NXT 2.0 review for Sat E. I'm SP3, and we're out of here. We're out of time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.